What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Make It Work podcast. This is Stephanie. And this is Morgan. So we're going to be honest. We're in like the middle of our typical pre-catch-up discussion. And then we decided our episode today is just going to be including you in on like a best friend heart-to-heart that we decided a lot of you guys probably need to be in on too. Right. Not only that, like, is there similarities between, you know, what Stephanie and I are talking about and what everyone else is going through right now, but uh, I'm also completely open to advice from other people right now. Um, If you've been in a similar situation, if you know someone who's been in a similar situation, if you are a completely non-biased outsider with, you know, no skin in the game and you have an idea (laughs) i'd love to hear that too because we're talking about you know what do we want to be when we grow up and i personally am in a situation where i feel like my job is taking more out of me than it should be and i feel like i'm put in unfair situations most of the time i love the people that i work with on a daily, nightly basis, which makes it harder. And the fact that it's nursing during a pandemic makes it harder. And the fact that, you know, a quarter of our staff has already, you know, bitten the bullet and said, fuck this, I don't have to deal with it anymore and left. Yeah. And one of the reasons I want to record this is, A, I I know we have a lot of nurse listeners who are in the same boat. And I think you look at the numbers in our profession and it shows, but I know we're not the only ones because I've seen this across the board, but like my work wife, Blair is leaving and as proud as, like I'm so proud of her for leaving, like as her friend, it's what she needs to do and it's the right choice and it's going to be so much better for her. And then I'm like selfishly, well, like, well, I'm not fucking going in on weekends anymore because she works weekends. (laughs) And so that was like the only reason I would pick up a weekend shift was to work with her and like, fuck that, I'm not working on the floor anymore on weekends. But we have the same, like we've been having this similar conversation. And then I know so many of you guys, and it's also hard, like to take it the grain of salt, because I know a lot of people have lost jobs this year. And it's not like a lack of appreciation for employment, but I feel like people are having the same conversation because they're like, okay, this sucks that I lost my job, but like I need to do something with it. Like I need to decide what I want to do next. I need to change what I was doing. Or I, you know, I, I'm hearing this conversation over and over and over again, like, what do I do? How do I make the most out of this unchosen opportunity to redo my career? Right. And we've had conversations on the podcast in the past about work and the fact that we're all replaceable and it's just a job. It shouldn't suck the life out of you. If you find that you're taking it home with you and it's making you and your partner miserable, You know, you got to get the fuck out. And I'm just having a really hard time taking my own advice. And I feel like that's, you know, almost where I'm at. Mm -hmm. Um, I have not exhausted all of my resources yet. As far as, you know, conversations and chain of command goes. But it just sucks to feel like shit about your job. Yeah. And it's... but, But what do I do? You know, I can't not have a job. Yeah. So I don't know what the right choice is. (laughs) Yeah. I think 
as we talked about before, there are some things that I think you would see repetitively and other any nursing role right now, and we're just all getting the shit beaten out of us. If you have, if you're not a nurse, and you have a friend who's a nurse, you like buy them a coffee or a margarita or something because they're. I guarantee they're not okay. <laughs> my hairdresser Rachel, she's also one of my good friends. Like I threw a baby shower. She's more than just like my hairdresser, but she's like every single medical professional's hair I've done in the past six months has cried while they were here. She's like, I literally have a hair appointment tomorrow and I'm afraid I'm going to make a complete asshole out of myself. (laughs) She's like, she was prepared for it. She's like, she told me we had been like talking. We, she always books me for like two hours because we talk for fucking ever. And so she, we were talking and we're talking for like 30 minutes. She goes, you're the first one I hasn't cried. I was like, don't, I was like, it's not over. You haven't even started cutting my hair yet. Like, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. She's like, yeah. She's like, y'all are not okay. Mm-mm. She's like, none of you are. And, but I think that's everybody. I think it's really like we talked about wearing on people. And I heard something. One of the reasons why I also thought this needed to be a group discussion is, I don't know if anybody else here listened to Be There in Five, but she does. Kate Kennedy also does, if you're part of her Patreon group, these like career nights, right? And they do like a PowerPoint party or it used to be like in the beginning of the pandemic, like you presented a topic you were interested in, like passion projects like we talked about. And now she's doing ones where people present their like innocuous jobs, like weird random jobs you didn't know about. And she was talking about how our generation was like trained and raised to work these jobs, how our parents' generation said where they were like loyal to one company for this long and you know, you, your job supposed to be your passion and whatever else. And then like our whole world got flipped upside down. And, you know, the idea of working at a job that isn't your passion really was never introduced to us. Like as instead of like, oh, your jobs is a mean to make income. And then you have other things that bring you joy outside of it. But we were all taught, you put everything into work. Your work is your fulfillment. Like you get validation from your job. Therefore, like if your job's not good enough, like you're not good enough or whatever else. And, and then the whole world changed and we were not prepared for it at all. We were prepared for a totally different world than we live in. That's a good point. Yeah. Like we were taught to be like loyal to a company. Now that is so frowned upon because they'll tell you the only way to get a raise as a nurse is to leave and go somewhere else. Right. Exactly. That's it. That's the only way. That's the only way you will get paid more is if you leave and then come back or leave and go somewhere else and address. And it's like that all professions. And so we are just in a totally different, we have had to roll into a job market that it was not available when we were learning everything growing up. Mm-hmm. And we are all mind fucked right now. And I think every millennial older Gen Z is like, what the fuck am I going to do when I grow up? What? What do I do? Right. And I don't have this, you know, bizarre notion that I guess it's not so bizarre, but it is these days that like your work is going to be the thing that you're passionate about. Like if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Like, no. that's not how I've ever looked at a job. I've looked at a job as a way to like make money to do things and buy things. Yeah. And I can't do anything or buy anything right now. Well, you're just so emotionally hungover and physically hungover 
that it doesn't matter how much you're getting paid to work overtime or whatever, you're not spending the money or enjoying it. But I feel like that's kind of the thing. It's like, okay, if you find a job that gives you like it gives you because humans do need a purpose, like we all function off of a purpose, right? But it doesn't mean your job has to be your purpose. Like there can be a lot of things we were talking about, like neither of us are parents, but I just can't imagine that like how people are like, oh, your job's so important that you have kids. That's the only thing that gives you validation. I'm like, ah. I don't know if you ever brought someone back from the dead, but I highly doubt any of my own like crotch goblins could possibly give me that kind of validation <laughs> because I doubt it. It feels really fucking good to raise someone from the dead. Okay. And so I feel like that's an adrenaline high. You and I are going to be seeking the rest of our lives and that's going to be really fucking hard. Yeah. Because how do you compare with that? How do you compare to bringing people back from the dead? You can't. That is, we probably will never have that in our job, but we give up that kind of validation, adrenaline rush, that type of purpose for a job with more money and more freedom. Right. You know, it's funny when we talk about this kind of thing, because my dad has been in the workforce for a bajillion years and he was recently in management, like upper management at a bank. And one of the things he always asked people was like, you know, what's your, what's your hobby? You know, like, what do you like to do outside of work? My dad has a million hobbies. He's a musician. He watches like every Flyers hockey game and every Arsenal soccer game. He's like in and out of being really into exercise, <laughs> you know, all of this stuff. He reads constantly. He has all of these things, all of these things going on outside of his family and outside of work. And he wants to know what other people's things are. Yeah. And he will not ever let anyone answer their kids. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. Because no one loves anything on earth as much as I love my kids. You don't love your kids as much as I love my kids. <laughs> it doesn't exist. And they are not the reason that I wake up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love you, Colin. Thank yeah. you. Because I don't understand that whole need. It's like a... I mean, they seem great, but they're also exhausting. Like, do they, though? I don't know. They do. <laughs> I don't know. When I see the way Parker looks at Charlie, like he fucking hung the moon. It's cute. It's it's a and I do see that kind of love. But also, Charlie does not wake up for anything that I would literally <laughs> commit murder to sleep like this man does. So his child's going through a phase, God love him, where uh, he wakes up. I think he has night terrors, but like he goes and he stands in my fucking living room in this like specific corner, except for now I have a plant there. So I don't know if he's going to stand in a different corner tonight. And he just screams. OK, he doesn't. <laughs> oh, my God. He doesn't come and wake me up, which he used to do. He doesn't even like wake up from this dream and like scream in his bed so I can hear him on the baby monitor. It is just a faint, terrifying screaming coming from the living room. That I now dream when he's not here that it's happening and I wake up thinking I need to go handle it because I don't want this kid to have fucking be in his a therapist office at 16 and be like, well, I <laughs> no just came when I scream. <laughs> exactly. I was like, I have this memory of being four years old and screaming and no one doing anything. And then I will come in and be like, you motherfucker, four nights <laughs> like out of the week or like every other week for your entire life. I woke up every fucking time you screamed. <laughs> 
because your father <laughs> does not wake up. <laughs> and you know what? I will never get any credit because I'm not even your goddamn parent, okay? <laughs> it's bullshit. We could do a whole episode on the whole step-parent role. It is the hardest thing I think I've ever done. And I have gone through some shit in my life, okay? Yeah. It yeah. is cool and it's rewarding. Like, when he got sick last week, he was, he pukes, kids puke so fucking much and they puke no. everywhere. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I wasn't home, and Charlie, like, you know, was, like, a a typical parent who's, like, not in healthcare. They're like, hello, what do I do? He's like, what do you need? And he's like, I need Stephanie. Like, he didn't ask for his mom. He didn't want Charlie. Like, he wanted me. So, like, there are some things that he loves me, and I love him, and it is validating. But, again, maybe it's different when it's your own DNA. Like, something fucking changes in you. But I just don't think anything <laughs> gives you that high or like you said any like you have to have something that makes you want to get out of bed in the morning yeah and i i don't know that i have even found that yet yeah really like you know i have a a generally like a good time with the people at work and i have you know friends there and sometimes i feel like I made a difference, but you know, on my days off, like what gets me out of bed? I don't know. Going to the bathroom. Like I really don't feel like <laughs> a physical and if, need. And if I could not get out of the bed and go to the bathroom, I would not get out of my bed to go to the bathroom. Like if there was an option for me to not do that, I like, would take it. Like if you just had like a fecal management system and a Foley, you would just... I need a pure wick and a fecal management system. <laughs> and I need to never leave my bed. Because that's like, I'm in a funk. Yeah. That's no way to live, Morgan. I know. I know. But what do I want to do? I don't know. I don't like, I haven't found anything. I don't think unless I'm like missing something and my mom's going to listen to this episode and be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because usually she comes up with something. Like, I don't know. Like, what's what's the thing that I like really want to spend my time and my energy on? I don't know. My Well, you know what? My mom always told me. My mom always told me that I should have gone to medical school and then been a coroner. (laughs) She said, you don't have to talk to anybody. Already dead. (laughs) Everyone's dead already. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, that doesn't sound horrible right now. (laughs) And I'm sure business is booming. (laughs) I'm going to pee my pants. Well, like you said, it could be a very lucrative business right now. <laughs> but is it fleeting? <laughs> I guess this is just like a niche thing right now. You know, also, a bonus I like about my current job is I get to listen to podcasts or books while I'm doing it. And uh, no one's going to tell on you for having like your AirPods in if you're working on the debt. So like you can it's listen true. to whatever you want. You can have a one-sided conversation for as long as you want. It's a lot of freedom there. Right, like, maybe I just get a really boring job, and I'm, like, one of those nurses that goes through insurance claims and, like, flags things. I don't know. Then I can do whatever I want with my day. But, like, will I fill my day with exciting things that make me get out of bed? I don't trust myself. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, it's so hard to not feel like you need to have your job be the validating thing. 
Yeah. I will tell you, I mean, I'm going through the same thing. Like I told you, I think I'm going to go back to school. I really think I want to be a therapist. I, I do. I just feel like it's what I need to do. And right now, well, that's great to have that feeling, but at the same time, but I'm like, I'm also sitting there too. I'm like, okay, I can't afford to go. But how, right. Like what, how is it actually possible? Yeah. I'm like, okay, what do I do? How do I find (laughs) $60,000? Right. And so I'm feeling you Without putting yourself into a hole for 10 years. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I know, I know. So that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't, I don't think we're the only people feeling this. I don't think we're the only people feeling that lost feeling, but I don't think you're, I feel like you're thinking that whatever you do will suck as much as this, but like, I highly doubt you will make a choice that will result in the lifestyle that you are living now. Right. Like you, but also, oh, here's the thing too, you know, the whole like pandemic, there's not like a lot of fun shit to make you get out of bed either. So that's also detrimental. That's what I'm thinking too. Like maybe if I am not thrilled with my job, but then, you know, like every three months I'm taking my, all my PTO and going somewhere cool. Like it's a means to an end, but you know, my checking account and my savings account look great right now, but I'm drowning. But you're also showing all the signs of clinical depression. And I know, like, I mean, I know. And that's like coming as your best friend, like a genuine concern about you. Yeah, I feel concerned about me, too. Yeah. And also going from someone not from a place of judgment, also right there with you. Right. And being like, I, I don't I don't have an answer, but I don't think what you're doing is working. It's not. And I feel like I need a vacation. You yeah. know what I did do for myself? What? Is I took, you know, we get like a couple, you know, a few extra holidays of PTO to use. Like, here's a Thanksgiving eight hours and here's a Martin Luther King Day eight hours or whatever. Mm hmm. And we can just use that, like, instead of PTO, like, you can pull from that instead of digging into what you accrue. Mm -hmm. So I took all of that and however many hours of my PTO that I have accrued, and I took a full seven days of work, like, a whole week off in March. Nice. The week of St. Patrick's Day. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know if I can go anywhere, but I sure as shit can wear green and get shit-faced in my house. Like... (laughs) I will do something. I will be my own St. Patrick's Day party. I will, I, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> I am St. Patrick's Day. So I'm looking forward to that. But, you know, I wish I, I wish I could put that towards something that felt, you know, more substantial. I feel like there's not really anything substantial that I can do right now. Yeah. The light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. We've something been to look about. forward to. That was always vacations. That was always visiting you. Yeah. Right. Doing something. And that's what we've had. We've always had to like, okay, day-to-day life is fucking brutal, but like, then we're going to do this thing. Yeah. And I think travel took that away. I think for me, my thing, like travel's like the major reset. And then my, so like, let's say like, there's like a clock for when I will have my existential crisis and like really not be okay right like i don't know what will happen but like it's inevitable that like i will fall apart like if there's like a timer my major thing that adds time is travel but like my small thing that gives me like little chunks of time is like lunch with my girlfriends 
or like my book club or like this. It's like you get, you know, two weeks pushback of your existential crisis from a vacation. I get like a couple days. Right. (laughs) That makes sense. And so being how we are now, we aren't having those little tokens of time to like push back the inevitable downfall. Right. You have no nothing that refills your cup at all. Yeah. And that's not that's not an individual problem that people are facing right now. Yeah. I think we I think everybody's not okay, And then nurses around me are hitting that not okay really fucking hard, like a hundred miles an hour, because (laughs) we have just been fucking abused. And but I don't think anybody else is that far behind us. No, I can't imagine that there's any collective group of people that is, you know, afloat. No. (laughs) Or even people who are like, yeah, work from home is nice that you don't have to like get dressed. But like, I'm sure all these people want to get the fuck out of their house. Working at home with children. Kill me. Well, thank God our daycare hasn't really ever shut down more than like a week or so at a time. I don't know how we, we've had like one day that we were both working from home and had a toddler. Yeah. It was so hard. Yeah. I don't know how people are fucking do it day to day. I true, I truly don't without having a drug or alcohol problem. Also, <laughs> if you work at a preschool, legitimate question. Do you get high every single day? <laughs> I feel like the only way we went to like a therapy appointment and like how much determination they have to keep that child on track to do like a therapy evaluation for two hours. Like you have to be stoned out of your mind. <laughs> There's no Where way. Where does the patience come from? I have no idea. Like, ha- I- because they don't actually seem to find joy in it, <laughs> but they're tolerating it. But then they do that all day by choice. And I just feel like there has to be drugs involved. I just can't see. Do you feel like it's by choice or like maybe they're all hardened criminals with a gun against their head and this is the job that they've been (laughs) chosen to do and they have to go back and sleep at prison once they're done? (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, you can leave prison for the day, but this is the job that you're going to do. And then you have to come back home. Joke's on us. We're all in purgatory right now waiting to get into (laughs) heaven and life is as a nurse or a preschool teacher and that's what you have to do to suffer for all of your sins of your previous life you know what just send me to hell i like i'd rather have something definitive i can't i can't deal with it and i will not i can't i truly can't like we left that appointment and i was like and charlie's like that was exhausting i was like she does that every all day. day all day and like uh-huh. i can see like preschool teachers they're normally like early 20s and they're like oh glitter now and i'm like you do that for like a couple years and then you like move on with your life these therapists are like middle-aged people they no are you i'm like are you a saint or are you nuts or are you high (laughs) you're either the best person i've ever met or the worst person i've ever met and i cannot decide (laughs) i know that i know you can't be fun there's no way you don't have talk about not having energy to be enjoyable to be around there's no fucking way like what what job honestly is there that you can still be fun to be around when you're done uh whatever the fuck charlie does because that (laughs) takes 
does like 16 things. <laughs> but he does his one nerdy job that he's trying to explain to me. And my brain doesn't have the bandwidth to give a fuck about. I love him very much and I try to understand, but he does computer related things. And so the minute my ADHD brain, like he goes, oh, this is what I'm doing. I'm like, he's like, do you want to see this code I'm writing? I'm like, no, pretend to care, I'm pretend sorry. to pretend to care. I'm like, mm, I'm not gonna retain anything that you just said. This whole thing was a blank time that never happened in my <laughs> life. But that job allows him to get paid enough to do a bunch of other passion projects on the side. And that's how he handles it. He's like, I do a job that I don't really like that pays me enough money to do shit I actually want to do. Right. But the stress of that job that pays him enough to be able to do everything else is, you know, I'm sure stressful. Yeah. But it's not working in a hospital. Exactly. Direct patient care during a global pandemic. Yes. Like there's sometimes <laughs> where like the hours of stuff, because he like kind of over signs up for things in order to have money to do other stuff. But yeah. like his brain is tired, but like he's not physically or emotionally tired. He didn't right. have someone to stunt, tell him to stunt his pussy on the corner or that <laughs> they needed to suck his dick or something. Like no one talks to him like he's trailer trash all day. You know? Right. So I feel like just not being degraded for 12 hours, you probably have some energy for other shit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe. Again, my, my, the only profession, I think, that has it harder than us is teachers. Like, teachers and nurses, that's it. Everybody else, sh shut the fuck up. Sh shut the fuck up. <laughs> sh 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 I, have a, I have trouble listening to you complain about your job. I truly do. And then I meet a teacher and I'm like, fuck your job. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck your job. Fuck all your bosses. Fuck your clients. That whole thing sucks. I'm so sorry. I mean, people who are, you know, working from home in the like other kind of jobs that we're thinking about, like uh, corporate-y and spreadsheet-y. Like vague business -y. You know, how annoying would it be, though, for like you to be the point person for something and then have someone coming down on you and pressuring you like you're about to kill someone if you don't do it. Um, I would suffer in that job. I would be horrible at it because I'd be like, no one's going to die if we don't do this. It will be so hard for me to give a fuck about literally anything else the rest of my life. Yeah. Right. I, I, how, how, how do you care about anything else when no one's dying? Right. How, how do you know. care? How, 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 do you, how, do you, how do you give a shit? Like, you, you have like drive i don't know <laughs> money i think money. money is the only thing that could make me give a fuck right that probably yes i think if i had like a financial compensation equating to someone dying maybe <laughs> i don't know what that what number is, is. A life worth <laughs> what, is, what is bringing back Put the a day? dollar amount on it if i could then i would take that job <laughs> but i also think it would be so hard to do something that you don't give a fuck about. It would be so hard to do a job where, like you said, where people act like the world's on fire. Like that has its own issues. Like what is a good job? I don't know. I What's the good job? I clearly, I, need it. <laughs> I clearly have some sort of fucking weird sadomasochist issue where I feel the need to help people. So I'm like, I don't like this job that helps people. I'm going to go find another job that helps people. Why? <laughs> People are the worst. 
people and they don't they don't deserve my they help don't why deserve it. <laughs> why why do i feel the need but i know i do but why i don't want to be that person anymore yeah do you remember the person that's like i want to go to nursing school because i want to help people fuck that noise no <laughs> no who is she i don't remember her you know it, i and the other thing we were talking about was you know we've touched on it briefly now was going back to school you know i there's a hundred million things in nursing to go back to school for and i i don't know if it's because of the lack of energy that i feel right now um or if it's literally i don't want to go back to school because you know i'm already in a shit ton of student debt like what's more what what's signing my life over for another couple years <laughs> but like is it because i'm so tired that i can't even think about going back to school right now you know i i always said you know i'm going to give myself a year a year, a year to a year and a half at the bedside before i think about going back to school and i'm almost at the year and a half and I, I can't even, I can't bring myself to think about it yet. I was original, like, you know, the other day, it's like maybe because I've been thinking about doing hospice nursing, but then is that boring? Like, I don't know. See, these are all the things I'm talking <laughs> They're going through my head. Does anyone love their job? If you yeah, love does, your if job. If anyone loves their job, like, please let me know because <laughs> I don't know any, I don't think I can think of someone off the top of my head that loves it, their job. I don't know. But do we have to love our job? Okay, well, fucking Charlie pays Nate to do what we're fucking doing right now and edit it and do social media. That would be the fucking life. To me, can you imagine? Okay, getting paid more than you and I get paid right now to do this. Yeah. That would be fucking clutch. Okay, just to be clutch. abundantly clear, because I'm sure it's not obvious already, we make no goddamn money off of this. Zero dollars. This is us working out our problems and including you in it because we all could use the free therapy. Um... <laughs> We make no money. If anything, this takes money away. <laughs> right. The hours that it takes to re to find time to record. Yeah. And edit and push it up. Probably costs yeah. us money in the end. Yeah. It's honestly, yeah. So that would be amazing. Like, I would love yeah. to do this for a living. How realistic is that, though? I don't know. I well, don't feel like it is. I would you know? love it. But at the same time... There's now, like, it used to be not many people had a podcast. Now it seems like everybody has a podcast, and now every fucking celebrity has a podcast. So then to, like, break into the charts, you essentially have to be famous. Right. Which sucks, because this used to be a medium that, like, you didn't have to be on a reality TV show or, you know, a celebrity to break through, and now it's becoming one. And that's hard. Everything is hard. Everything's so hard. <laughs> I don't know. But I wonder, I truly wonder, is there anyone who doesn't... I also don't know anyone who feels like a zombie after their job like nurses do. So I think that there's jobs that don't take your whole life. I don't know what they are, but I feel like <laughs> most other jobs don't suck as much like it's not a constant recovery period from your job also the hours you work blow so that's yeah, not but helping. i would never work day shift on the at the job that i have right now <laughs> yeah 
And I also wouldn't work day shift as in 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. I can't get up that early. It's really not that bad, dude. I'm not a morning person, but like it's not as bad as I thought. I had never done a day shift up until like this past year. I think I'd done like two in my career up until this past year. And I was like, fuck this noise. I have gotten so used to going to sleep at 3 a.m. But it's actually significantly better. But my management also doesn't suck ass. So there's the difference. <laughs> and I love my day shift people. Like my the people who work at my job are the only reason why I haven't said fuck this noise and quit the, I don't know, 100 plus times I've wanted to. Yeah. I'm just wondering, I, I'm assuming that, you know, at least half of the difficulty that I'm going through as far as my job right now is because there is no light at the end of the tunnel as far as I'm working really hard and I'm working a lot because it means I get to go do this yeah. soon. And that's, I'm also like not at the cusp of, you know, buying a house or saving up for something big like that. You know, that's in the future, but it's not something that's even part of the discussion right now. So yeah, that's huge. I, ju- I feel like I, I work and I'm home and everyone's, everyone who's doing what they're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. <laughs> is doing that as well. And, you know, we've gone on a couple trips, which have pretty much just been like quarantining in a house with a small group of people just in a different state and not doing anything really. I think that's probably part of the problem, but I, I don't see that changing soon enough for me right now. So I either need to have a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, have the discussions that I'm hoping to have in the future with people at work, seeing what I can do finding something completely new i'm just at a crossroads right now yeah which is a not fun place to be you know sometimes it's like a i'm at a crossroads and the world is opening up in front of me but i just kind of feel like i'm stuck at an intersection right now like when my ex and i broke up and i was like wow i can go in any direction that i want it felt liberating it felt like a whole weight had been lifted off off of my shoulders i felt hopeful i felt optimistic i made a change and i could do anything i wanted now like the world was my oyster but everything is fucking shut down like what's the oyster i know what's the oyster This is someone's healthy. It's also we want to make abundantly clear. There's a lot of episodes we come on here and we like discuss a topic and we give advice. Uh, that's not this episode. We don't know, but I feel like if you are struggling and don't know to know that no one fucking has this figured out would have to make you feel better. Yeah. Because if I felt like everyone was in a good place and happy with their job and doing okay, I think that would really make me feel fucked up. But I don't, I don't think that's the case. But I don't think it has to be that bad because I've been there. I've been at that feeling. When I was working overtime, that's what overtime in the ER did to me was it made me very cranky. It made me not have the emotional bandwidth, let alone the physical energy to do anything else. And 
it made me not find joy in life. And the world wasn't shut down then. Right. And I have worked two jobs or like other roles where I worked more hours than I was working overtime. But like working two jobs always went better for me. But I don't know that that's like necessarily an option for you because what you're looking at, you can't have that. Because God, to me, that's the best case scenario is to find a way to work part time two places so nothing gets overwhelming at either. Right. That's to me, that's the dream setup or kind of like what you said, like Charlie does, like having multiple different jobs because then nothing really burns you out because nothing's getting that much of your soul. Yeah. To, that's my only solution I found is I've enjoyed or like this role I like better that I'm not doing too much of anything. Mm-hmm. And so nothing can burn me out as much. Yeah. You know, and then it's, you know, coordinating that. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. That was hard as fuck. Right. My ske- I mean, I was working. That was the year before I got married. And so I paid. I paid for our entire wedding um, and our honeymoon. It's fine. That's totally fine. And uh, most of our life, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> I'm, cl- I'm clearly it worked out. And obviously. obviously. And I mean, I'm just pissed off at the wedding, honestly. That's, that's the only thing I'm mad about. I'm like, what? I just wish you would have done all this shit a year beforehand. Because I did a fuck ton of Botox and chemical peels to pay for that fucking wedding and honeymoon. Because <laughs> I tried not to tap into savings and I tried to pay for as much as I could in cash. And. I was working so much, but I still was okay, even though I was working, God, at least 50 hours, 60 hours a week. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's just an ever-evolving process. There's so many layers. There's so many, you know, bizarre factors that contribute to work right now because of how the world is yeah that's not going away anytime soon either which sucks yeah and it doesn't sound like the culture on your floor is really going to change either it sounds like there's some things that could be modified possibly so that gives you one avenue of a possible option but from our understanding from outside perspectives of people who used to be there like it's not gonna change Mm mm-hmm and like there's shit at my job is I know it's not gonna change. I wanna change, it's not going to. And I mean, is it worth it? Right. But then it's also terrifying. There's like a terrifying factor <laughs> about not knowing where you're going. Like, why are they hiring right now? Is it because it's a fucking nightmare and all their nurses left? Yeah. <laughs> also a possibility. Yeah. So, on one hand, I'm like, damn, I feel like a hypocrite because deep down I know that, you know, management and upper management doesn't feel the same way about me as I feel about my job and my role and my importance. Mm -hmm. And we've said it a million times, it's just a job, we're all replaceable. It doesn't need to be a part of your life that you bring home and make other people wallow with you. But now I'm finally at that point where I'm like, damn, I need to take my own advice, but I don't even know where to go with it. I think that's the thing, though, is that once you find what you want to do, you know that that's probably what you need to do. Unless there was a drastic change. Right. 
I don't, I don't foresee that happening. I, I don't either. Um, I'm yeah. trying to like give you that wiggle room as an option, but I don't know. Yeah. So anybody in Lancaster <laughs> who knows of a sick nursing job. <laughs> Hit me up. Or you could just, I don't know, come to Nashville. There's literally so many jobs and so many, like, many travel contracts that you can make. A f HCA right now, which, I mean, from my understanding, is not highly recommended to work there. But you only have to sign a 12-week, like, our 13-week contract. So it's 12 weeks and um, uh, orientation week. And it's a $10,000 sign-on bonus. Wow. Yeah. I need people. <laughs> no shit. It must be horrible. <laughs> <laughs> but like 12 weeks? Think about yeah, oh, is it could be that much worse. thing for three months. Yeah, like is it that much worse than what you're fucking doing right now? Probably not. Probably not. not. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Don't tell me like that, bitch. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> hopefully by the end of this year we would have extra guest rooms you guys could just like both take a travel contract here for like three months just like give it a shot see what you think free rent what do i know i don't know <laughs> nothing never <Goodbye>. <laughs> we're just the healthcare capital of the country it's fine but you know it's everything's fine everything's fine i don't know this is just me using a selfish opportunity to try to get you to move down here again, which I'll never do. <laughs> Come on. You know, I hate the South. I know you do. I don't fucking understand <laughs> it. It's so goddamn cold up there. Why do you hate it so much here? Oh, I hate it. It's warm and we have fried chicken. What else do you fucking want? <laughs> oh, it's the humidity. I can't take it. <laughs> You're such a baby back bitch. And the boots. It's the boots and the humidity. What, how many people are wearing boots? The chew, the hats. Okay, the chew, the chew is fair. <laughs> There's a lot of fish holding men here. Oh my god. It's like how many fish really are there in the sea? Because I feel like they're all on Twitter or Tinder, Bumble and Hinge. <laughs> like you would think every fish in the sea is already there being held by some douche that doesn't get his picture taken unless he has caught a fish. They're all right there. Like our whole like fishing industry is run by ex fraternity boys who yeah. also think they're funny on Tinder. They're they're all really witty and competitive. Mm -hmm. Um, this ahi they tuna all really really love the office. Yeah, they love the office. This ahi tuna was caught by someone who thinks that liking the office is a personality trait, and we'll talk to you about the stock market for four hours. Okay, but is it sushi grade? <laughs> it has been featured on both Tinder and Bumble. Our catch tonight. <laughs> that's a that's a great fucking idea for like a restaurant that serves fish. <laughs> Let's open up a restaurant that serves fish and we only serve fish and the only and our whole thing is the menu is fish with like the people holding them in dating app profiles like with the men's faces blurred out right so it's not like a like an issue but that fish <laughs> this person is beer pong champion at Kappa Sig and Penn State University. <laughs>
They sink the last cup 100% of the time. And they can always sneak a bounce. It's COD. <laughs> it's COD. <laughs> this person only date raped 10 people in college. <laughs> That's below average. <laughs> you ever had Natty Ice? Have you had Natty Ice? <laughs> This mahi-mahi was caught by someone whose personality trait is that Sweetwater is their favorite beer, and they used to be a president of their fraternity and still feature that on their resume. <laughs> Leadership. <laughs> president of Alpha Pi. <laughs> if you would like to be elevated to the non-fraternity level package special tonight, we also feature the Deep South Country Boy, with the bass and his dip in his corner of his mouth. It is a higher quality fish due to the skill, but we can't promise that there's not a hint of their tobacco into the fish product. In our opinion, though, it adds a smoky flavor, which we think you may find enjoyable. <laughs> All right, this is copyrighted, and if I see this anywhere, I will set the world on fire. <laughs> this is only delivered and dualies lifted. With all fraternity letters still on the back. <laughs> if your fish is delivered in a sedan, you get your money back. <laughs> if this fish was not caught by a Kyle or a Tyler or a Jacob, we don't buy it. <laughs> or Kyle. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. <laughs> You really just, you have the Karen of dude names. You should look into that. that. <laughs> um, yeah, I like this idea. I feel like this was a really fun thing to brainstorm. And um, I feel a lot better. Good. I'm so glad. That my brain can still do things like this. Yeah, see? I got a good brain. You do have a good brain. See? <laughs> there is joy in life. We can just make fun of stupid men thinking that we want to see them and they're goddamn fish. Have you seen that girl They're who rates on TikTok? Yeah, who rates the fish in men's Tinder profile? She's yeah. like, I'm not here for you. I'm here for the fish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've shown Kyle a couple of them. Does she use like that wavy voice effect? Mm -hmm. There's She's one that was like, I don't like this fish because it looks upset. <laughs> She's like, this is a 10 out of 10. It's a super shiny fish. I really yeah. like it. <laughs> There's one that was like, I don't like this fish because. I can't see the body of water that it came out of, and I'm, I just feel confused. <laughs> and the one, the guy's kissing the fish, and she's like, I don't like this one either because uh, the fish doesn't look like it likes that. <laughs> the fish can on consent, therefore. <laughs> therefore. Therefore, that's a no from me dog she could be our hostess and like give everyone the spiel on the fish that we yeah. had delivered she is the only one formally invited to this business venture yeah but if you want to throw money at us we'll take it fuck yeah fund me oh my god we should have we should have a go fund me go fund our career and our fishing excavation it's a passion project, and it will be ch a chain around the world oh by my the God. time we're finished with it. I gotta find that picture. I Y'all, I've taken Morgan fishing a couple times, and I have the best photos of oh, the no. few times I've gotten her to go fishing or crabbing. 
She hated every minute of I it. Hate it. <laughs> I fucking hate it. It's so boring. Oh my god, I'd rather just read a book. <laughs> we usually did. We usually fished and then like brought our chairs and yeah. read our books and tanned. Mm-hmm. But she did it, ladies and gentlemen. She did. Yeah. When in Rome. <laughs> I could never bait a hook, though. No. Well, I am the queen. Delegated to other people. Yeah. I I had to be. Uh, Stephanie's the master baiter in I her am. family. I just am. so everyone knows what we call her. <laughs> I am. The masturbator. And your aunt Lily made that up, which is beyond. Yeah, because we literally had to have <laughs> symbols and words because Morgan and I got in trouble for talking about um inappropriate things on vacation. Shocker. Can't believe it. Couldn't be us not having a filter. But yeah, Never. uh and then they she called me that and uh they still call me that. But that's what I get because my youngest cousin actually does like fish and stuff, but like he was a baby. Like he's so much he's now like god, he's like 20ish around that ballpark age, 19 or 20, but like I had to do it all growing up cuz I was the oldest. Mhm. So, kind of like I had to catch the bugs and the lizards and shit like that. So, I am you are welcome, the masturbator. <laughs> And and now that I'm in my late 20s, I wear that badge with pride. I'm not ashamed. I love that for you. I do. I used to be very embarrassed, but I no longer care. And why should you? Why should I? Because the world is burning and at least I have... There are so many more important things to give a fuck about. Yeah, I have minimum three sex toys and I'm not ashamed of it. (laughs) You know? I mean, I can bait a hook... And thank God I'm going to end up marrying someone who doesn't have a fish Tinder profile picture. So I'll be the masturbator in our relationship and y'all can go fuck yourself. And you know what? Please do. (laughs) Please. I think it may lighten everyone up a little bit. Yeah. So there we go. Maybe I should tell my manager that. Yeah. Maybe I should bring in a sex toy for her. I think think you could use some lightening up. And I have something for you that I think will help. Yeah. This job is exhausting. And this is one of the few things that brings me joy in life. So I got one for you because you clearly have no joy. I have the same one. There's quite a few people that um, if I didn't think they were such garbage humans, I would set them up with someone because my life would be easier. Yeah. But I have on multiple occasions debated buying them a sex toy to be like, you need this. You went uptight, bitch. Here you go. Yeah. Like... <laughs> So bad. Like you, everyone around you will be so grateful if you just commit to using this a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's fine. So yeah. So, oh, look, we said we weren't going to have a solution. There you go. Go masturbate, ladies and gentlemen. That's all <laughs> we have for you. The, I don't know what you do when you grow up. I have no idea what the fuck Morgan needs to do, but. I can masturbate. You can. That you can right, put on your I resume. I gotta go. I have something I need to do. <laughs> We actually might be getting some help on our social medias. So, Morgan, you want to share our social medias? Instagram at Make It Work Podcast. Uh, fuck Twitter at this point. I'm not going to do anything with it. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Make It Work Podcast and Make It Work Podcast at gmail.com. All right, y'all. Hold on till next week. We'll see you then. Good night, Mark. <laughs> I love you. Love you too. <laughs>